start before you're ready. So when you have an idea, like a lot of times people will just say, oh, I have this idea, but I got to have make sure I have all my ducks in a row and all the stars are aligned. I need to get a certificate or maybe I got to wait for the kids to graduate or the end of the school year or whatever. All these reasons that we have that we d delay just getting started yeah. for that perfect time to arrive. And it never that perfect time will never arrive. So I'm someone who always when I got an idea that I was excited about, I, I always ask myself, how can I get engaged with this sooner rather than later. And I did this whether it's pursuing stand-up comedy or doing music or whatever. And so it's, you don't have to do the whole thing and have it all figured out, but take that first baby step, even if you're not fully, you have no, have no idea what the heck you're doing, just start dipping your toe in that water and moving toward that thing that it, that excites you, especially while the, your enthusiasm is high. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we're joined by a true trailblazer, Bob, who has been influencing and inspiring millions online for decades. Join us as we take a walk down memory lane through Bob's fascinating origin story. From music and newspapers to books and YouTube, Bob has harnessed the power of positivity to help people live their best lives. Discover how he became a pioneer in the online world and learn valuable insights about personal development and online influence. Bob Baker also helps creative entrepreneurs and heart-centered business people attract a soul-aligned audience of raving fans and paying customers without feeling spammy, boastful, or overwhelmed. His YouTube channel gets more than 1 million views per month, and his Affirmation Meditation podcast just surpassed 5 million downloads. He's also a musician, visual artist, actor, and the author of 16 books. This is going to be an awesome conversation. Bob, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And so we've been in different communities for the past few years, being podcasters and speaking on different events. It's finally, I'm, I'm glad that we're finally able to make the time to have this conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm eager to dig in, see where this goes. <laughs> All right, as on Hacks and Hobbies, I love to dig into the journeys, origin stories, and understand what inspires us to get to where we are today. Now, the fun part is the journey is an ongoing thing, and this is just a moment in time to where we started and how we got here. So, Bob, take it away. Talk to us about going back in time. Yeah. Take yeah. a walk down memory lane, right? When... <laughs> walk down memory lane. It's funny you use the term origin story. I usually think of that as you're looking at the like a planetary thing or something like <laughs> biological, but I'll apply it to, to my life. So I am currently 63 years old. I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, where I still live to this day. And early on, I had an attraction to the arts, music and the written word in particular. Because back then when I was a kid, I was not very I was not very good at, at sports athletics, got picked on and was 
was socially awkward, lacked a lot of confidence, like a lot of kids do, but it was an extreme version of that. So I was drawn to things that I could control, I could do on my own. I was raised by a single mom, no siblings. And, and so I, I was gravitated toward music, started playing the guitar, started just writing on my own outside of schoolwork. And before, and, and then over the years since then, our, my teens, my 20s and 30s, I went a little crazy with things in the arts. And I ended up playing in bands in high school and playing in rock bands for many number of years. And still to this day, uh, music is a part-time passion of mine. My, my wife, Pookie Lee, and I, we, we write and record and perform original songs. And it's a part-time basis, but we mm -hmm. continue to crank stuff out there. Then over the years, I did theater. I did stand-up comedy. I did improv comedy. Actually, I, that's a, a, a long-standing passion that I have. I Even to this day, I teach and perform improv on a part-time basis. But then there was this period when in, in my 20s, late tw uh, 20s, where I took this, this passion I had for music and the written word, mm -hmm. I combined it, and I started publishing a newspaper that covered the local music scene in my hometown of St. Louis. And I ended up doing that for 10 years. It's amazing. And that kind of led me to publishing books because I had access to all these people that I would, these musicians and people that I was interviewing for, with my newspaper. And I was always asking them for picking their brains about how did you build an audience? How did you get people to show up to your shows and sell so many albums? And they ended up being in columns in my own newspaper. Those mm -hmm. columns became chapters in some of my books. And so my earliest books were on music marketing. Starting 30 years ago, my first books were published. And I published yeah. actually 16 physical books, paper, paperback books, and other electronic resources as as well over the past 30 years. And wow. they started off with music marketing, then widened out to once I had success as an author selling books on online. Because I was on, I embraced the internet really early on, mm. back, dating back to the 90s, and um, pretty much have and I continue to this day to to embrace it and use all these amazing tools that we have to reach an audience. And so I had books on how to promote and sell books on the internet, books for creative people. And then several years ago, I started posting, uh, using my voice to post affirmations and guided meditations on my YouTube channel. And that is the primary thing that I do now. The channel has exploded to, I've, I've got uh, over 265, I'm sorry, 367,000 subscribers, nice. one million views a month. And so I'm in the inspiration business, you might say. My whole life, I've actually been inspiring people to live their best lives and to share yeah. their gifts. And I started off doing that with just musicians and then creative people in general. And now a more general audience, just inspiring people to focus on positivity and be there and, and live their life as, as their authentic selves. So that's a, I don't know if that's a quick. That's, <laughs> that's a really, that's a really condensed version of your origin story. Thank you so much for sharing. There's so much wisdom in there and, and what you led to and what inspired you to go in that direction because as you're hanging out with these musicians as you're hanging out with these artists the one thing that's common thread in all of that is positivity yeah because if you're not positive guess what you're doing nothing Right. Yeah. I luckily I early I learned early on a friend of mine in high school, like junior year in high school, I was going through a rough time. And this friend of mine said, Hey, I know you I see you're struggling. I said, This here's a book that helped me. And it was a book by Wayne Dyer, his mm. first like popular book. It was called Your Erroneous Zones. We're talking like in the 70s. And uh, that opened my eyes to like, oh wow, there's a whole way of thinking here. I just thought I was a victim of my thoughts and a victim of my insecurities, which is just who I am. But no, it's not. I actually can control my thoughts, which then 
then control my feelings, which then influence the actions that I take, and then eventually the results that I get in the world. And so that started me on a personal development journey. And I just try to share that positivity with others as I go no, along. You know? It's really powerful. This is the first time that I've heard of your erroneous zones because I had not heard of this book. So I am definitely going to go check it out because negative mindset is pushed by the marketing agencies, uh, by, by the entire government, because they want to control all that you are. And so right. having that positive mindset enables us to take control of our own lives. And absolutely, it's, it's been a, it's been a sticking point for myself as well, as I discovered Tony Robbins back in 2000s. I was like 2003, I was watching this infomercial. I'm like at 3 a.m. in the morning and I'm watching this guy just going all like he's, we all know Tony Robbins and, and his yeah, style of great. speaking. And he's all enthusiastic. I'm like, holy smokes, can I bottle this up? Right. How do you get that? And uh, I, that was the beginning of my journey in, into. Oh, wow. I discovered Tony Robbins more like around 1990, I, I think. Mm -hmm. that's what, I, think, I think he's around my age, if I'm not mistaken, by one or, yeah, one, he's, he's, one or he's two somewhere. years. Somewhere there. Early 60s, yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot of people that influenced me. Earl Nightingale, Tony Robbins, even the old classic motivational speakers like Zig Ziglar. And so I just absorbed it all and tried to incorporate it. And the reason that marketers, because I... I teach marketing. I still uh -huh. to this day teach uh, more for creative folks. But and the reason that they use that fear is because it's part of our of who we are as human beings. We're yeah. wired to look for the threats in our environments because that's how our species survive was recognizing yeah. threats, reacting to them fight or flight and, yeah. and so it's ingrained in our dna and so yeah marketing whether it's a marketer or, or politicians or whatever they use that to their advantage but knowing that you can i don't know if i hate to use the word hack maybe but you can know that's what's going on yeah. and you can retrain your brain to see things view things in a different way 100 yeah. and you are correct uh, anthony robbins is 63 years old okay uh, born in february and another gentleman that we all know is Grant Cardone around 65 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really powerful gentleman from the 1960s. Very cool. Yeah. Love those, love us guys that, and gals <laughs> that were born in the sixties. So this is great. And yeah. So as you're going through a journey, you're discovering the, the different ways that elevate your mindset. That's enabling others to bring their thoughts and their learned experience to the paper you're now bringing it to the public through your newspapers to your books through your music through all the different mediums and no wonder that you jumped in on the internet early on because it is the number one medium that you can create massive amounts of content the show and the growth of your youtube channel shows that uh 100 yeah, well, my first one, my first book came out. I didn't even have email. I mean, the internet was a, was a thing. It was like I'm talking about like 92, 93. Yeah, um, and I didn't get email till 94. Mm -hmm. But there was a period where I was actually using old school like direct mail, like physically mailing things to people and building it. But I was building an, a list. Yeah. Uh, physical addresses back in the early 90s. But then when this internet came along, I said, I could deliver this information by email, no printing, mm -hmm. no postage, what's not yeah. to love? So I dove in and started building an email list in the 90s. Amazing. And, and I actually wrote a book called in 
two, that came out in 2001, was that 22 years ago, it's called Branding Yourself Online, How to Use the Internet to Become a Celebrity or Expert in Your Field. And I, little did I know, I was probably the first book out about how to become an online influencer long before that term was ever. Like I said, I, we have the father of the influencer economy right here, yeah, Bob Baker. Yeah, I, <laughs> I need to tout that a little bit, a bit more. I think of it at the time as being ahead. I was just doing what kind of came naturally and sharing what I was doing. And I've seen other people doing similar things, but I guess looking back in hindsight, I, I, yeah, I, I like to think I was a bit of a trailblazer and a pioneer in the online space. And this is so much fun. I didn't get access to the internet till 95, 95, end of 95, because what's funny is that we got our first computer in 93. I was living in Saudi Arabia. And I had no clue about the internet. All I knew was, hey, this is a computer and you get to play in it or whatever. But then right. it was like 1994, my dad came back from the U.S. and he brought this disc that said America Online. I'm like, what is this America Online business? So it wasn't until 95 that I actually jumped on because I moved to the U.S. and I had access to the internet. And I was like, that totally changed my world. Yeah, and pe if people that are old enough might remember that those America Online discs were everywhere a long time. Oh my God, discs. they yeah. definitely used that the list that you created, the physical address list, to send those discs to literally everybody. Like, hey, get online. This is where the world is heading. Yeah, it's amazing. It's still around too. I guess every now and then I'll come across an AOL ad address and go, really? Oh, it's still there. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. All right. So moving on, let's jump into something that you're currently doing. So you mentioned that you're creating a lot of content, you're creating music, you're creating in the physical space, as well as the internet, like you're creating a ton of music because that is your passion. So I think I watched some of your videos where you're singing along and creating some positive messaging. What is it that people can, what is it that you let's say, go deep into how you help others into realizing their potential and creating their own brand. Sure. Just to clarify where music sits in my life these days, it's still a part-time thing. And I do have my wife and I in particular, since we've been collaborating for the past 15 plus years, do you have a lot of our music out in the world? And there are a lot of people that love it. The primary thing that I use to reach people, though, are affirmations. They're not music, they're mm. spoken word where I will, and they're on a variety, there have hundreds and several hundred of them on my YouTube gotcha. channel on a variety of topics. Abundance is a big one. Everybody wants more money in their lives, but I've got things on confidence and success and health and gratitude and all that. So it's, I'm speaking after I am statements like I am open and I'm ready for a new relationship with money. And I leave space for them to repeat them back to themselves because affirmations were one of the many tools that I've used to, to build my own confidence. <clears throat> yeah outlook and attitude. <laughs> so those are the things that get the most views. And YouTube is my primary uh, platform to do that. Yeah. With music, though, even though years ago, decades ago, I started off writing, you know, typical rock songs about partying and girls and all that stuff. <laughs> Over the past 15 years, I say, or more, I've been, uh, and then my wife now too, we write more positive music. So it's basically taking the same affirmative messages and yeah. just putting them into songs. And a lot of our choruses 
are specifically worded in the first person. So it's, so, so then when people sing them, they're singing about themselves. There's a song I wrote mm. called I Can Do This. So people sing, I can do this, I can do this. So they're almost like affirmations that they sing, but they're in a song form. And That's really cool. But yeah, so that's how those things over overlap and a lot some of the and I, when I do put those out as videos and, and so on but the, the music isn't as we're not known as much for musicians as we are for my spoken word and the app sure. the app the, the affirmations but they do go hand in hand yeah I and, it's, and I think it's a good way to that if you can the more cohesive you can be with your life where everything blends together yeah like my life is an open book people always a lot of people are concerned when they go to promote themselves online. Oh, I should have my personal page and separate your personal from your work mm-hmm. life. But mine's pretty much in- integrated. My <laughs> my work is my life, and so I share pretty much all aspects of it for the most part. You know? No, I love that so much because when you sing, you're you're bringing not just the word, but you're bringing melody and the yeah. rhythm aspect of it. And I think there's studies where people with Alzheimer's, the people who are who have some memory losses, they can remember things when music is plays or when they're dancing. It's crazy how the brain yeah. connects those uh, things together. Yeah, they make them alive. And yeah, and you're right. I do. I wish and I would I'm probably gonna spend more time trying to get our music out there. Because when you sing the affirmations, it's just, that's just speaking them that adds another level of involvement, mm-hmm. emotion. And if you get up and a lot of our stuff is danceable, we actually have a whole album of almost like electronic music dance oh, really? music with these affirmative lyrics so if you get up and move mm-hmm. and you're singing that stuff to yourself it's really like when you add that emotion that physicality it's really ingraining the whatever that that idea is which is much better for you than a lot of the love gone wrong <laughs> songs out crying in your beer songs that are out there so i have a question for you and maybe it's a suggestion i don't know if you're open to it sure but it's around your music mm-hmm. okay so I don't know if you've heard of streambeats.com. It's Harris Heller launched this thing a couple of years ago. And basically the one thing that musicians or YouTubers are looking for, or even live streamers are looking for are music that they can play in the background as they're either playing a video game or they're doing a live stream. So they want to play some music and a ton of the music is licensed and you can't really use it. And you get flagged on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and whatnot. So Harris Heller or uh, Streambeats is something that he launched. He brought in about 30,000 tracks, mm. all unlicensed, free to use so that you can use this tracks in your YouTube videos. So if since you're a musician already and you've got these danceable music, I'm just thinking, hey, what if you had unlicensed free, free music for people to use on their YouTube channels and then get money back or you're basically then monetizing it through Spotify and Apple music because your music is then listed there. Yeah. I'd be certainly willing to explore that because I know having running a YouTube channel, there's a lot of copyright issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. the, in the background of my affirmation spoken word stuff, I use background music that I create. So I don't, yeah. Yeah, I've made mistakes early on when you get flagged. Of and course, get, absolutely. And then I'm at the point now where I make a living with my YouTube channels. So I got to make sure that I don't jeopardize that in any, absolutely. but yeah, no, I, but I, yeah, I'd be happy to explore that. I hadn't heard of that site. I'd be happy to look into it after. Our- and just to give you a heads up why I mentioned even is when he started, so there's even more music he has available now, but he, when he started, he probably spent around $30,000 
to bring in musicians to then create this library of content. Oh, cool. He's making $200,000 a month. A month? Through royalties from Spotify and Apple Music. Wow. And I think Amazon Live too. So again, people yeah. who are subscribed to these services are listening to this music through those platforms. And so because like some- he's listed as the artist the creator yeah creator he's getting paid through those back channel royalties and, and that just blew my mind i'm like oh my yeah. god that's freaking insane because oh. he solved a problem for a ton of the live streamers so i was like hey you're a musician this is probably an avenue that you can easily slip into yeah yeah and having mentored musicians being one myself for many years i know having interviewed tons there's just so many different ways that mm-hmm. you can monetize that it's not just original songs right streaming it's not just playing live shows and selling merch I mean, those are all valid things to uh, oh, do yeah, so many niches and so many ways the online communities if you have a good following so that's yeah. amazing i have to look into that and congratulations to him for building that that business. I may have to just create a whole other separate side of uh, music just to get into that. Into hey, that. Bob, I just gave you a new project. I know. Yeah, my overflowing <laughs> plate. Just got more. Man, okay. this, is, this, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for sharing and going deeper into how you're creating these affirmations because absolutely this is a one of the things that we need again, right? We wake up in the morning and we're putting energy out and we need that energy to uh, reclaim. And sometimes you're just not feeling up to it. Hey, you know what? I need yeah. some coffee. I need some Bob Baker music, yeah. aspirations, affirmations, so I can get up and move. And, and that's the amazing thing. There are literally at least tens of thousands of people. I got, like I said, there's a million views a, a month, but there are people all over the world that literally wake up and listen to me every morning. Yeah. And my most popular affirmation videos are morning affirmations in particular. Mm. And I love that because it's the best time. Like you, you want to just don't launch into your day and start reacting to things. You actually set the tone, set an intention and an expectation. Yeah. How do you want to feel today? How do you want things? And not everything's going to be perfect. And, you're not, and I never advocate that you ignore the challenges in life. We all still have fears and all that. And you're never going to be positive 100% of the time. Right. But you can increase that percentage by just by being intentional about how you think and how you live your life. Yeah, man. Some of your content on YouTube I see has anywhere from 7 million to 5 million views. Yeah. Uh, and this, these are affirmations that people are listening 14 minutes, 10 minutes, not even that long. Just yeah. Wake up, turn it on. You're uh, up and pumping and you're out uh, starting your day. Cool. I love it, brother. All right. So let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, uh, you can share with us three hacks that creators, entrepreneurs here can implement in their lives. I got some ready to share. Looking forward to that. Awesome. Finding the right guest or podcast can feel like searching for a needle in a haystack, unless you bring a magnet. And thanks to Podmatch, a service that automatically attracts your ideal interview guests to your podcast. I've enjoyed using Podmatch for hacks and hobbies and interviewed over a hundred fantastic guests from this platform alone. Head on over to hacksandhobbies.com forward slash Podmatch to save time and find your perfect match. Check out Podmatch today. Again, go to hacksandhobbies.com forward slash Podmatch or tap on the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. We have been talking with Bob Baker. Really 
awesome human being. He's created content for us to enjoy for the past many years. He's an amazing human being. And not just that, he's inviting us to think positively because it's easy. Like it's easy to be negative. It doesn't require any energy to be negative. And there's a ton of forces that are attracted to negativity. So let's be more positive. Let's bring light to this world. We all wake up in the morning and enjoy the sunlight. And that's energy, right? It doesn't take a whole lot for you to do to not have any energy. I'm like doing going, I'm like going roundabout over here, but Bob's got three hacks to share. Bob, <laughs> take it away. Yeah, you bet. No, I like the way you said it about the sun, the, the sunlight. Yeah. And one a phrase that I like to encourage people to do is to shine your light. A lot of people, a lot of times we dim our light because we're just afraid of what people are going to think or we yeah. stand out or whatever. But yeah, so shine your light. But yeah, my, my three hacks here, if, if you want to call them that, are more geared for the entrepreneurs in the audience. And because, and like I said, I had very humble beginnings being raised by a single mom who did not, she worked for nonprofits. So she was always scraping by and did a great job of raising me. And, but I know it was a very, cha it's challenging for her. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have any role, entrepreneurial role models, but there was some sort of something within me that, in, that inspired me to go for my dreams. And I don't know where that instinct came from, but I'm glad that I had it. I'm very like DIY, do it yourself or in self-reliant oriented. So here are my three things I wanted to share. So one is this phrase that I love is start before you're ready. So when you have an idea, like a lot of times people will just say, oh, I have this idea, but I got to have make sure I have all my ducks in a row and all the stars are aligned. I need to get a certificate or maybe I got to wait for the kids to graduate or the end of the school year or whatever. All these reasons that we have that we delay just getting started for that perfect time to arrive. And it never, that perfect time will never arrive. So I'm someone who always, when I got an idea that I was excited about, I, would, I always ask myself, how can I get engaged with this sooner rather than later? And I did this, whether it's pursuing stand-up comedy or doing music or whatever. And so it's, you don't have to do the whole thing and have it all figured out, but take that first baby step, even if you're not fully, you have no, have no idea what the heck you're doing just start dipping your toe in that water and moving toward that thing that excites you especially while the your enthusiasm is high yeah you can decide as you go along oh am i still enjoying this because there are a lot of things that i started to pursue and then i realized eh, it's not really an alignment it's not really what i thought it would be and i stopped but in a lot of things i kept going with publishing books with you know doing music with doing the, the youtube channel so start before you're ready even if it's just a baby step Number two, kind of along with this baby step concept is one of the keys to my success, I think, is consistency and repetition over time. I've had a lot of success over the years. I had modest success as an author. I got to the point where last day job I had, I quit like 20 years ago, but I've been self-employed much of my adult life. And I never looked back yet from that, like 2004 was the last I put him. I didn't get. It wasn't a situation where I got fired and then had to figure out how to make a living. I actually yeah. put in my notice because I was making enough money from my books to, to be able to do that. But there was never any like one thing where I was discovered or I had this big hit that was in the media or something. There was never. There's not one incident that like skyrocketed me. It was just consistently chipping away at it. So one thing that I think I have is this discipline to just con continue to share my message online in particular and, and that consistency yeah consistency and that repetition 
And even though my message, what my focus on maybe has evolved, at any given time, I'm focusing on those things that I'm that I that are a priority to me. In the early days, it was all mar- music marketing stuff that I was putting out out there. And, but that shifted over. Now it's af- more like affirmations and positivity with some music thrown in. But mm-hmm. I'm, con- I'm consistently posting, if not every day, every week. And I've shared this too. I, like I had my ideal week as far as like posting content. Like in the ideal week, I'd have this many YouTube videos and this many podcasts and these many posts on Facebook and Instagram. That's my ideal week. The truth is I rarely hit that ideal week. Most, I probably can hit, count on one hand this past year when I've yeah. gotten everything out, but I get close. And on those weeks where I fall short and don't have as many postings, I just give myself, I, I give myself some grace and it's okay. It's good enough. But that consistency and that repetition, baby steps, over time, that builds up. I think even Tony Robbins talks about that. Mm-hmm. Like those small increments over time and how it kind of builds like compound interest. Absolutely. And then the third one here, this is more from a marketing perspective. If you're creating something that you want to monetize, understanding the difference between wants and needs. And so I've dealt with a lot of authors over the years, and this particularly applies to authors where they somebody will have this personal transformation they've discovered whatever the key to weight loss or getting over depression or whatever it is and they go oh my god i got this i discovered this amazing thing people need to hear this people would benefit then really need to hear this and then they go and create a book or spend a year writing a book or creating a course and they launch it and no one's buying it Mm. because there's not a want for that thing and so you before you create something, find out if there's a want for it that people are willing to pay for. They may need it, but if they're not wanting it and actively seeking it out, and again, it's, it's a solution that they're willing to pay for, yeah. you're going to struggle. And so my the philosophy on this is find out what the want is that they're willing to pay for. You promote and sell the want. You deliver that want, but you can also slip in what they need in the in the process. So you're just positioning it. You're, you're delivering the message that you wanted to originally, but you're just positioning it in a way that's not a bait and not in a bait and switch way, but in a genuine way that 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 gives them what they want, but also you give them what they need at the same time. That's really you're helping. You're basically delivering more than they would expect. From it. Yeah, but you're focusing on the thing that they like. The, the reason that I my channel has done so well mm-hmm. with affirmations is I'm blessed that I create material that people are actively searching for. Yeah, and and I and I knowing that having been a marketer online for many years and having this an SEO kind of way of thinking, mm-hmm. I title them using the words that they're using to search for that type of affirmation. Sure. I'm not doing clever wording or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. And I put those titles in the thumbnails and all that. But people are actively searching for affirmations and morning affirmations and and positive or abundance affirmations or whatever it is. So I feed that and I pay attention to my analytics and all that. So I'm paying attention to what people are searching for. And I make sure that I'm putting myself in a position to be discovered by people searching for those things. And so, so that's really been helpful for me as well. So those those are some really powerful hacks for us to implement in our lives. Number one, you have to repeat after me. It's your, it's start four. before you're ready. Start before you're ready. I've already made a post of it. Number two. And then and the two is the consistency and repetition over time. Okay. Chipping away at it, not expecting yep. Yep. this big sensational being on American Idol or something to catapult your career. Great. And then understanding the difference between 
wants and needs. I love it. And all of those things help you to get to a place where you might have dreamed of, but it gets you there even faster because the consistency is what people start to see. And now that you have more chances of being promoted by other people, mm -hmm. as opposed to just expecting to make a one hit wonder. Like people even people creating that one in a wonder had to have the experience to even create the music, right? So you have to have that repetition. And so oh, yeah. I think all of those hacks come together, give us a much more powerful chance of getting out there in the world. Awesome. Happy to share Bob, that. Thank, Bob, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the three hacks you've shared. They're absolutely implementable. Let's jump into our fun questions that I like. It's like a lightning guests. round, isn't it? <laughs> lightning round, yes. It could. It's a combination. Sometimes we have deeper conversations just on those questions, and then other times they're quick. And it all comes down to how much more we want to drill into on that topic. All right, number one, exploring uncharted territories. Name a hobby you've always wanted to dive into but haven't yet, and why? It's interesting. So there are yeah, two things that came to mind when I read that, because you gave me some of these ahead of time, but there's some surprise questions coming up I'm looking <laughs> forward to. So I'm a guitar player. I don't know if I met, mentioned that. So that's always been my main instrument, and I love being a guitar player when traded. Mm. For the, for the, but if, I, if there was another uh, instrument that I would play, I probably would have been a drummer, because um, I'm just very rhythmically oriented and when i do our electronic music i'm actually using loops and, and i'm creating the drum tracks and i, nice. and I love that so i probably wouldn't have been with a closet drummer so that's one thing and then the only other thing is when i wouldn't ever do this now at my age but when i was younger even though i wasn't an athlete i mm -hmm. loved ice hockey uh, the st louis blues are a team here in st louis they won actually finally won the stanley cup about three years like three or four years ago go nice. uh, but i always thought it'd be fun to play to be able to play ice hockey mm -hmm. <laughs> even though it's completely outside of my comfort zone and uh, i hurt myself trying it now well, let me tell you something i recently watched this ted talk where this lady miss wright she works with athletes of higher age group so anywhere from 60s to 90s and these athletes are running marathons. They're climbing mountains. And I'm like, holy smokes, how is that possible? And then she shared this cross-section of the thigh muscle for a 40-year-old and a 70-year-old, both who ran. And it looked identical. Oh, wow. And I'm like, how is that possible? And she said, the beautiful part of our, our human body has 613 of these muscle groups that are literally there to give us life so wow. if you work on if you work out for example i need to get back into shape i need to start working out lifting weights like even minimum weight and having an active lifestyle is going to start building those muscles and wake up the the stem cells to be more and to say hey we're, we're living and not dying it's crazy yeah, yeah, I definitely need to be more physically. It won't be hockey, I tell you that. My no. bones will take that, but but that was a fantasy of mine years ago. <laughs> I love it, man. All right, next up, rewinding time. What childhood dream job did you aspire to, and how does it contrast with your current career? 
Yeah, I did mention that I had I was drawn to music and the written word and the arts from a pretty early age. So in that regard, yeah, I'm still I'm living those childhood dreams. But there's another one that 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 I was nine years old when Apollo 11, Neil Armstrong landed Mm -hmm. on the moon. And I was like totally fascinated by the whole Apollo program and all that in that era of space. So I say being an astronaut. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I used to have fantasies about what it'd be like to be in the launch pad and lift mm-hmm. off and feel all that pressure that, you know, the, the leading forces and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So that was it. That was it. That was a childhood thing. But I, I think I did all right being a musician. No, you absolutely did, man. It's, I, I it's love, pretty adventurous too. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's a tough world out there for musicians, for sure. Yeah. Unless you're picked up by uh, a record label or whatnot. But again, you've done some amazing things, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. Next up, entertainment insights from screen to life. Can you share a movie or TV show that entertains you and offers a lesson that resonates with your life or career journey? So I thought about this one for a while, and the, what I kept coming back to was the the uh, TV show from the from the nineties, Seinfeld. I just I like. So even though I'm into the inspiration business, another important uh, value for me, so that creativity and inspiration are two big things for me, but the third one right up there with them is humor, laughter, Mm -hmm. lightheartedness. I think we take ourselves way too seriously. So that's why I do improv and I teach improv, just get people to loosen up and be creative and reconnect with that like childlike fun aspect of that we can lose as we become adults. But, but Seinfeld is always a favorite. I just love the quirkiness of that show and their observations and the characters on there. And even though you watch them now and they're a little dated, mm-hmm. especially those huge phones that they, I know. <laughs> that they use. It's uh, yeah. That's I think one of, one of, one of my favorite shows for sure, because I love of the it, man. laughter. You know, what's cool is with podcasting, and the recent rise of podcasting, comedy is the number one watch and listen genre in the podcasting space, especially from this research recently done by Spotify. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. And also on my YouTube channel, every Sunday morning for almost three years now, my wife and I team up and we stream live. We broadcast mm-hmm. live at 10 a.m. Eastern on my YouTube channel we play songs live and we deliver a message and we interact with people but a, a regular nice. segment is there's called bob's comedy corner where every <laughs> week i'll pick a topic and basically tell a bunch of dad jokes on that oh my god topic and it's become quite I a it. it's a it's a favorite with our following so i, I still find a way to incorporate that and even into the youtube channel i love it man thank you so much no i can't wait to check out your your comedy corner because i love comedy as well Cool. Next up, imagining yourself on the silver screen. If you could embody a character from any movie, who would it be? And how does this character's journey mirror or contrast your own? Wow. That's so that's the one of the that's a, what the first surprise question, right? That's a, that's a surprise one. <laughs> I don't know why I, it doesn't quite mirror my own, but George ba- Jimmy Stewart playing George mm-hmm. Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Now he and if you know the the story, he he gets to see life as, as in the town as if he was never born, and it was a lot worse. And he realizes the the positive impact that he had on many other people. Um, and so, in that regard, I like to think that I have this. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving a positive legacy and influencing a lot of people. Um, and so I can relate to him in that 
manner. I know part of his frustration was George Bailey in the, in that movie. He always wanted to travel and travel the world, and there was always things that kept him from doing it. So he didn't mm. get to do as many things, and so he just thought his life was a failure. And then he realized, no, he had a great impact on his community. I've been able to travel and, and impact people worldwide, but still, I can relate to that. I love that lesson in that movie about how we impact people in unknown ways quite often. Mm -hmm. And so I think we should appreciate the impact that we're having. And also this is, that's a good lesson. And mm -hmm. if there's someone who's positively influenced you, let them know. Cause I get yes. constant feedback with comments and, uh, you know, the, on YouTube and elsewhere. And when I meet people in person and they I got this constant flow of positive, like reinforcement that I, I'm doing good in the world, but a lot of people don't hear that from others. And so if someone has positively influenced you, whether it's a teacher or parent, whatever, let them know so they can know that they're having a positive impact on you. Yeah. I'm making a post right now at telling people, let them know if someone has had a positive in impact in your life because it helps them to do more. Yeah. It encourages them. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Next up, navigating through the world of superheroes. Who's <laughs> your favorite? And is there a particular trait that possesses? Yeah. So um, I, and that, typically I like, I didn't grow up being a big like comic book and superhero. I didn't follow the Marvel un universe. I've seen some of the movies and all that. So I thought about this for a while. And then I realized Superman and his alter ego, Clark Kent, yeah. are probably the things that I can relate to the most for a number of reasons, because Clark Kent is known as the mild-mannered Clark Kent, and he's a journalist, right? So he's a writer, yeah. which I published that newspaper for 10 years. And I tend to be, like, I'm not Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, certainly. Those guys are, like, full-out energy in your face. Sure. I'm not, I'm a little bit more of a laid-back entrepreneur. I think I, mm -hmm. I have enthusiasm that comes through, but I'm not in your face. So a lot of people describe me as being easy to be around with or mm. easy to, to be with and some casual. And so I think of myself as that Clark Kent, yet I have the ability to be Superman and do some yeah. amazing things in the world too. And so I wearing that, wearing the t-shirt and the leotard, the leotards under my <laughs> regular clothing and it can be Superman at a drop of a hat when needed. Bob, I think one of the things that, that I realized about you is that Tony Robbins and, and Grant Cardone and these people, their performance as you as uh, Bono, right? He's a singer, so there he's performing with his voice. Right. Whereas he still needs Edge, he still needs the other musicians in that band to perform to bring that whole thing together. So, let's say Tony Robbins is a singer, but he still needs somebody to play that loud music in the back. So your with your instruments is the powerhouse compared to Tony Robbins' voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks for pointing that out. I, I love that perspective. Yeah, absolutely, man. Next up and the last question, if your career or personal journey, if your career or personal journey was a board game, which one would it be and why? Oh, wow. Board game. <laughs> it's not going to be Monopoly. It's not going to be war. And I can't think of anything else. I'm going to say Candyland. Candyland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, awesome lighthearted, enjoyable, I think. Fun for kids, right? <laughs> Fun for kids, man. I love that so much. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your insights, man. I love asking those questions because it invokes a totally different level of 
connection between us. And it's, oh my God, Clark Kent and Superman. Absolutely. Who doesn't know these people? It, it creates, oh my God, Bob Baker is Clark Kent or is he Superman? Or we both. will never know. Mm, or both. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Jimmy Olsen right? or Lois Lane. <laughs> That's right. They will know. All right. Uh, okay, Bob, this was a lot of fun conversation. Thank you so much again for coming on to the podcast. I'll be sure to share your links. What is the number one place for people to reach you and connect with you? So I guess it's my YouTube channel. Again, that's the, the most prominent platform that I have. And you can just go to YouTube when you're logged in either to the app or your browser or whatever, and just search for my name, Bob Baker. Real quickly, it'll suggest affirmations. Just click that. You'll see my uh, face there in the circle and just click that, subscribe. That would be, that's probably the main place. And then the specific website where I post all of these, house, all this kind of inspirational stuff is my name with the word inspiration so it's bobbakerinspiration.com is the is my actually web website for this work and i would love to connect with any of your listeners that want to yeah be up uplifted and 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 inspired this has been great thanks a lot for having me I, i love this conversation absolutely bob thank you so much again for the conversation and the memory lane journeys thinking about the past and how we've come so far it has been as absolutely inspiring and as absolutely life-changing right we've seen the most change in technological development than anybody else in the planet again we'll be posting the links to your content to your youtube channel and your website in the show notes and until the next episode we'll catch you soon Thank you for listening to this Hacks and Hobbies episode. Junaid would love to hear from you, so please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit hacksandhobbies.com to find additional information on the guest today, as well as the show notes.